Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. What up? What up, what up, friends, and welcome to the Ball and Buds Podcast, our special tribute episode to the Black Mamba, Kobe Bryant. From a lifelong Celtics fan, yours truly and your host, Omar Fonseca, thank you as always for tuning in. I am glad you have joined us today. But first, you know how we like to start things here on the Ball and Buds Podcast with Omar's overture. So let's kick this bad boy off. The world lost a global and cultural icon on January 26th, 2020. Shortly after the start of the new decade, which foreshadowed how the rest of 2020 would play out around the world. Bryant was a revered icon who transcended sports and business, music and film, language and culture. Imagine how many lives can be touched by one legend that is far less than the number of actual people that were influenced by Kobe Bryant's life and work. The icon was 41 and was one of nine people on board the helicopter that crashed that late Sunday morning in the hills of Calabasas, California. With Kobe was his personal pilot, Arazobian, other friends and parents, including John and Carrie Altabelli, Sarah Chester, Christina Mauser, and devastatingly so, was the unthinkable loss of the three young daughters, Alyssa Altabelli, Peyton Chester, and Kobe Bryant's daughter, Gianna Bryant. Sadly, they leave behind Kobe Bryant's wife and other three children, as well as the other family members from the other families that were lost in the crash a year later, we know you still grieve and we pray for your strength during all the tough times and pray that you are able to carry on their legacy. May all of them and their departed souls rest in peace. It was a dreary day in Nashville. It had been raining for two weeks straight and it felt like the mood was somber on a late Sunday morning. I was in the car with a buddy from Cali, how fitting, right? Rocking out to some 80s hip-hop, I believe it was Dre, when he looked down at his phone at a stoplight. He got silent. His dark-skinned face turned pale. And then, he dropped the bombshell. Kobe died, dude! What? Kobe who, I reply, while simultaneously realizing internally that I only know one Kobe. I yelled, it's a lie, an internet hoax. No way it can be true. What is the source on that? I exclaimed. In my head, lamenting these times that we live in, where TMZ has the latest news scoop before even CNN or Fox News, I didn't want to believe it, but he finally confirmed it to be true. But why? As a lifelong Boston Celtics fan, I grew up feverishly rooting for Larry Bird, Robert Parrish, and Kevin McHale. 
while intently hating the Los Angeles Lakers with Magic, Worthy, and Kareem. Because that's how a young Celtics fan was taught growing up in the late 80s, early 90s. But Bird loved Magic, so I did as well. The only Lakers player I believed I could ever feel anything other than hate for until now. But when Kobe first ascended into the NBA, oh, how I loved to loathe Kobe. With a passion, I would root against him. Any time I could hate on him was a time I could revel in being a diehard Celtics fan. So why did his death hurt? Kobe was a serial killer of the Boston Celtics title dreams, soul stealer of ambition for Celtics fans, and master ruiner of plans for the Celtics front office. During the 2010 finals at the Staples Center, a.k.a. the house that Kobe built, he ripped out the Celtics' hearts, stealing title number 18 in the process. But how is it the death of someone I've never met in person and someone I actively rooted against so much have such a profound impact on my thinking of what I should be doing with my life going forward? The cliche is life is too short. When this happens, where a person had so much positive influence on others, it makes it much harder to process. But I'll tell you one thing. It inspires me to try harder to make my future that much better so that I can help others in turn make their future that much better. Born August 23, 1978 in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, to Pamela Cox Bryant and NBA player Joe Jellybean Bryant. But Kobe grew up in Italy, moving there after his father retired. That experience of different cultures developed young Kobe into a more introspective and worldly teenager. They returned to the U.S. in 1991, with Kobe graduating in 1996 from Lower Marion High School in Philadelphia earning All-American status. Legend has it he would show up at the Philadelphia 76ers practices and challenge the veterans to one-on-one games. That's pretty bold, I would say, of a, of a high schooler, but knowing about Kobe's work ethic and how much he grinded, that's definitely no surprise to me at all. And it probably wouldn't be a surprise to me if he beat a lot of them as well. Kobe was one of the first players to go to the NBA straight out of high school, you know, before we have the the one-and-done rule, which I completely disagree with. I mean, if they want to go to the league, just let them go to the league. I mean, people are going to the G League now for the year before anyways. Just get rid of the stupid one-and-done rule, man. Okay, it's it's idiotic. It doesn't help them to go to college for one year when they're really not paying attention to their classes anyways. Just let – if they want to go play basketball, let them go play basketball. Grown men, you make that decision. You If you make it, you make it. If you fail, you fail. But you're a grown man, you make that decision. Anyways, besides that – ridiculously ignorant rule on draft night he was traded from the charlotte hornets to as we all know the los angeles lakers why Ah! kobe is one of the banes of my sports existence but i digress back in 2016 kobe wrote a letter in the players tribune to his younger 17 year old self and in his seemingly infinite wisdom and poignant advice which showcased the evolution of his character, he said, When your Laker dreams come true tomorrow, you need to figure out a way to invest in the future of your family and friends. Use your success, wealth, and influence to put them in the best positions to realize their own dreams and find their own purpose. That seems like good advice if you want to grow up to be an adult that teaches their kids and good things as a role model for other children or other athletes. These are things that you need to have, that wisdom that he grew with age. Now, obviously, he was young and made mistakes as well as we all do in life. But 
needless to say, he did have that wisdom that he built up throughout his life and career. On the court, he was admired for his determination, competitiveness, killer instinct, and unstoppable will. He inspired people everywhere to maximize their strengths as players. Day by day, year by year, Kobe trained and studied harder, always trying to find that greater level of play. ESPN's Ramona Shelburne had an interesting fact that Kobe would cold call other entrepreneurs, business people, writers, authors, and he called on a daily basis trying to find out what pushed them and what made them great in their respective fields. The audacity, the unmitigated gall of Kobe just to be randomly cold calling some people out of the blue just to get advice. But of course people are going to take it and of course people are going to give you their advice because you're Kobe Bryant. No matter what Kobe did across his 20-year career, he always gave it 100%. He was an international superstar, and the Black Mamba played hard every game because all he cared about was winning, and no matter what opponent or teammate stood in his way, they would submit to his will. A 2018 Washington Post interview revealed that the nickname Black Mamba came from the movie Kill Bill, and the reason was is because Kobe liked the snake's length, bite, strike and temperament, and said that was him on the court. That Black Mamba personality combined with his desire to be great caused issues internally along the way, including the rift with Shaquille O'Neal. As we all know, Bryant criticized Shaq for being out of shape and not playing hard enough. Even though the Lakers had beat the Nets for their third straight title, it was not enough for Kobe. Eventually, Shaq demanded a trade after failing to agree to terms on a new deal. The Lakers sent O'Neal to Miami, and then Kobe signed a seven-year, $136 million deal to remain with the Lakers for the rest of his career. As we mentioned, every human in life has their successes, but every human also has their failures. We all have our failures. We all have our mistakes. We all have problems. And Kobe, as a superstar athlete, was no different. For as much as he lifted up fans throughout his life, He was viewed in a totally different light by a large segment of the population, including me. His life experienced this major turbulence when he was charged with felony sexual assault, a charge that carried four years to life. The rape allegation emerged from a 2003 incident in Eagle, Colorado, with a 19-year-old employee of the Lodge and Spa of Cordillera. She filed a complaint against Bryant, claiming that he sexually assaulted her in his room. Bryant, who was there for surgery, claimed it was strictly consensual, while his accuser had a different account, according to police. So, Bryant admitted to having sex with the young lady, and the charges were dropped. News then emerged that Bryant's accuser had filed a civil suit, which could have thrown a wrench into the prosecutor's case if they had used it to portray her as an opportunist seeking a big payday from a wealthy superstar athlete. So, when considering his off-court indiscretions, I played devil's advocate. I said to myself, self, what if he did it? What if he is paying her off to keep her quiet? What if he's not the hero people believe he is? What if he really is just another bad athlete? Well, depending on how you feel about Kobe, would have influenced the way that you responded to this controversy and possibly affects how you feel now 
about him that he's no longer with us. There are two sides. Either you ensure it is brought up every time to fully encompass Brian's life, or you defend him so vigorously that any mention of the case is an affront of massive proportion to Kobe's legacy. <clears throat> Lakers fans, but whether his stands want to admit it or not, sides do exist. After the drop charges, Bryant did issue a public apology, quoted, Although I truly believe this encounter between us was consensual, I recognize now that she did not and does not view this incident the same way I did. In March 2005, they reached an agreement in the civil case. Shortly after, Kobe Bryant's wife, Vanessa, received a $4 million diamond ring which was exposed to the media as he worked to repair his marriage. And I remember this. I remember it being in a, a big, huge news story, and uh, and that rock was huge. But, uh, you know, uh, just like he paid her to possibly keep things under wraps, you know, you got to pay the wife off kind of thing, I guess. I don't know how it worked. Neither here nor there. In an effort to repair his image, Nike started featuring him more prominently again in their campaigns as Bryant tried to move on quickly from the controversy. In 2006, Bryant would try to move on further by exchanging his jersey, number eight that he had wore for the first half of his career, to number 24. This switch came during all of this image rehabilitation, and eventually both of his numbers were retired by the Lakers, the first NBA player to deserve that honor. A superstar from the NBA, Bryant evolved into a superstar as a dad and in the game of life. He was a relentless competitor driven to the max effort at all times. A five-time world champion who Magic Johnson called, and Magic Johnson is the best and most famous Laker of all time, but Magic Johnson said about Kobe, the best Los Angeles Laker that ever lived. Obviously, he's being nice. I don't think many, well, you know, there's probably a lot of people that agree with that. I don't, and probably people that are my age or older would say Magic, but I guess people younger than me and the new generation would probably say Kobe, just like the LeBron and MJ debate. And actually, that's a great segue because Kobe was always compared to the basketball goat, Michael Jordan, who also played shooting guard and was also brash and outspoken, and who Kobe modeled his game after when he grew up wanting to play in the NBA. That was Kobe's goal in the NBA, was coming for MJ. Even while MJ was still actively playing and was reserved as the standard by which all NBA players were judged and legacies were determined, the Holy Grail, the top of the mountain. It took everything he had inside. Kobe would push to be the best to ever play the game. But there was always another Jordan being bred, right? We always know this. There's always the next MJ. But Bryant was that one player that came closest to Jordan before LeBron came along. He was the best player in the world for a period of time and a multiple-time champion who inspired a generation of athletes, male and female, that wanted to study, learn, work, and master the game as he did. From Diana Taurasi and Sabrina Ionescu, to Kyrie Irving and Joel Embiid, Kobe's legend knows no bounds, whether geographically or demographically. Even athletes of other sports and celebrities of all genres sought out the advice of Bryant. He became a mentor as his basketball career was ending, but even more so after his career. He inspired countless people and served as a role model for many young players. Aside from Kobe Bryant's all-time great career, his influence on others and his immense love for the game by all accounts, he cared much, much, much more about being a better husband to his wife and a father to his daughters, expressing his unending love for his daughter, which is the greatest gift a father can give their children during their time on earth. 
in retirement, he actually coached his daughter's AAU team, which is where they were headed that fateful day on the helicopter to one of their games. And he supported women's empowerment through sports. He was always in front of the support for the WNBA, often seen courtside at the games with his late daughter, Gianna. He had an excellent basketball film breakdown show on ESPN Plus called Detail and won an Oscar for writing the animated short Dear Basketball. It was a poem based on his love of the game, and it included this quote. This season is all I have left to give. My heart can take the pounding. My mind can handle the grind. But my body knows it's time to say goodbye. And you know how we like to say goodbye here on the Ball and Birds podcast with Omar's epilogue. The fearlessness, the grit, and confidence is what defined Kobe's career. Even his hardest critics, such as myself, put him among the pantheon of the all-time greats in the game of basketball across the globe. As much as I hated on him, I could not help but respect his abilities, passion, love for the game, and enthusiasm for life. You know, we'll all remember the great moments he gave Lakers fans in the NBA. Five rings, including the three straight with Shaq. Tearing his Achilles and shooting the free throws on one leg. And still wanting back in after. You know, that's Kobe. The 81 points when he murdered the Raptors. And and then his amazing farewell 60-point effort. In total during his career, he won five championships, earned 18 All-Star appearances, 15 All-NBA honors, 12 All-Defensive Team honors, two scoring titles, two Finals MVP trophies, and one League MVP trophy. Sheesh! He is also fourth on the NBA all-time scoring list with an amazing 33,643 points. No matter if he was ready to say goodbye to basketball, we were not, and we are still not ready to say goodbye to Kobe. One year after the shock of his death reverberated across the globe, we still remember Bryant as a man with limitless potential after basketball. I leave you with this quote from Martin Luther King Jr. in his Keep Moving from This Mountain address at Spielman College on April 10, 1960 in Atlanta, Georgia, which aptly describes the way that Kobe worked and lived. If you can't fly, run. If you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, crawl. But by all means, keep moving. Rest in power, Kobe, Black Mamba, Bryant. On that note, thank you for tuning in, my friends. Make sure to support your boy. And as always, subscribe to stay updated and download all the new episodes. Until then, stay safe, take care of yourself, be kind to each other, and spread love the Omar way. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.